Welcome back to another episode of the Bar Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Lucy, your 30-something-year-old introverted friend who likes to babble about nerdy shit that we normally don't talk about at the bar. Anything from self-development, career and business, wellness, and just figuring out life. But let's face it, if you're introverted just like me, you would rather be at home in your matching cute loungewear. So why don't we bring the Bar Babble to my place? This community is for the introverts who feel awkward at dinner parties that talk about art, politics, and other topics that just make you feel anxious. So meet me in my virtual home on Thursdays, and let's cook, munch, and babble together about today's topic. Hey friend, how are you? How has your Galentine Valentine's week going? Um, this was the week that I actually scheduled my solo date. If you tuned in uh, into last week's episode, I talked about the importance of solo dating. And we even had a, a section in that podcast episode where we held ourselves accountable, y'all. I was like, we're going to you know, take the moment to look at our calendars and to book something within the next month or two. And this week was my solo date experience. So I had an actual day the night before my solo date. I actually, I worked out and I did like my hair care, my nail care. I even ordered like a new um, nail polish on Amazon. I even tried to pick out like a cute outfit the night before. And then, so my solo date was actually um, vodka pasta, uh, uh, vodka pasta for dinner. Like I, I wanted to, to make it as if like I was, you know, like cooking for somebody, which was me. And then to have like jazz music on and basically a movie after the dinner. So that was my solo date experience. Um, did you have your solo date experience yet? Or have you just kind of booked it on the calendar for next month? Whenever you do your solo date experience, make sure to tag me. Um, you just never know who you're going to be inspiring. I saw a another girl on Instagram where she posted her solo date experience. I don't think she listened to this podcast episode, but it was just something that she was doing. And I definitely loved it. Like she talked about her experience, how she dressed up and she went on a dinner date. And I think this was in New York City too. So and she mentioned that she was terrified, but she loved the experience and it really made her feel empowered. So if you ever do a solo date in the next month or so, or if you have one scheduled for, you know, a solo date experience one per month for the rest of the year, you just never know who you're inspiring. So make sure to tag me on social media. Everything is linked down below. So I just wanted to share my solo date experience if that was something that uh, you wanted to hear. Um, and like I mentioned, just sharing that on social media, you just never know if your solo date experience uh, could inspire someone else to love themselves a little bit more this year. Question for y'alls. Are you a spiritual person? I posted this question over on social media earlier this week just to kind of get a range of where y'alls are at before I started recording this episode. Have you seen the movie Easy A? It, it, it came out years ago and it has wonderful actors and, act, and actresses in that movie. Um, um, Stan, uh, Stanley Tucci's in it, Emma Stone's in it, uh, Penn Badgley's in it. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but there's a scene in that movie where, you know, basically a lot of stuff happened and she's kind of like in this come to Jesus moment where she doesn't know what to do. And as somebody who I guess likes to read, she went to a bookstore to get like her answer because she was like down in the dumps and she was asking like a recommendation about like Jesus or about God or whatever it was because she had this classmate, Amanda Bynes, 
who was the super Christian girly who was like preaching and who was frowning upon people. Um, it, it's, it's a great movie. Anyway, the person recommended the Bible. So she went to the back of the bookstore and she was like, oh my goodness, like it's, it's this huge book. Like, I don't know where to get the answers. So she decided to go to different types of uh, religious institutions from, you know, like a church to, and just to talk to like a priest. She went to a confessional. She went to talk to like a pastor, a minister, and just ask questions about like, is there hell? What is hell? Like, where do we go? What is like, questions that we normally human beings ask and so that movie if you think of that that scene of going to a bookstore and kind of just thinking about all those questions that was basically me at the beginning of last year just just me as a book girly thinking you know what if I read all these books about love relationships about atomic habits about you know how to um you know have better habits or just self-development or psychology I might as well read spiritual books or even the Bible when it comes to these sort of questions, right? Like if I'm such a book nerd and I'm reading about topics that I'm curious about in psychology, about finance, about business, about marketing, um, and also the fun, you know, books too, um, then why don't I read the spiritual books that I'm always curious about? So that was basically me. I was Emma Stone in Easy A at the beginning of last year. When I posted the question on Instagram and y'alls were basically saying like, yeah, I definitely want to hear more about your story. As you can see with the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about all things spirituality. I definitely want to share about my spiritual journey and in full transparency, I don't know why I felt called to talk about this last week. I was about to record the solo date um, episode and an idea just came to my mind about my spiritual journey. I don't know if it was because we just entered the season of Lent this week. I don't know if you practice Lent, um, but I think that just came to my mind where I'm just like, you know what? I might as well talk about like my spiritual journey. And I kind of felt conflicted because if you think about it, we live in a world where everything is so polarizing. No matter what you post, somebody's going to say something about it. You can post Taylor Swift living her best life and someone is going to comment something negative about it. You can post yourself reading a book um, and then somebody is going to say like, how dare you? It's Black History Month. Like you should be reading more books about like from black authors and that's a white author. And do you even know what this concept is about? Like, how dare you? And you could have just been reading already like three books from black women authors and they just haven't even stumbled upon that piece of content yet. Like no matter what type of topic we post, it could be about spirituality, about religion, Taylor Swift, the Super Bowl, Usher. If y'all like I'm still I'm still a little bit like, ooh, with the Usher performance, y'all. <laughs> I'm just ooh, over here. Um someone is going to have something to say about it. So I want to talk about this topic in uh, a delicate manner. I want to make sure that in a full disclaimer, when I'm talking about spirituality and my journey and kind of like where I am now, I'm not preaching about religion. I'm not going to be preaching about like, you need to be saved. I'm not going to be talking about Jesus or like saying like, you should be doing this or this and this and this, or even putting other practices down. This is not what this community is about. This is a babble. This is a conversation. I just felt called to share my spiritual journey and where I am now. As you can see with the title of today's episode, we're going to be talking about my specific spiritual journey from birth all the way up until now. So I want to talk about what is spirituality. I did a little bit of research and I conducted um, 
I, I wanted to see like what is the definition of spirituality and I found three definitions that I think can resonate with a lot of y'alls. I want to talk about what spirituality means to me at this current moment in time. Kind of like my experience growing up in a Catholic household, going to a Catholic school, an all-girls Catholic school from middle school all the way to high school, feeling lost in my faith and also my experience of, of being judged in the church y'alls. I had this lady judging me. Oh my goodness, we are going to get into that. That's going to be a whole different tea. I want to talk about what when I decided to go back to church and my experience and how I ended up crying in the car in South Florida. <laughs> and I want to talk about where I am now. Um, I think that this is such a great topic to talk about, not just because we entered a season of Lent, but in the in the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about our four pillars. If you've been tuning into the Bar Bubble podcast, we've been talking about the flow of success. And we've been talking about the four pillars of what makes our internal home. Regardless if life is calling you to shake things up, if there is a call to pivot, if there's been a major your life change? What are the pillars that is in your internal home that you fall upon? Whether that's your career, your business, your passion projects, your relationships, your connections. And something that I never considered up until this season of life is spirituality, my faith, my spiritual practices. And so if you're in a season right now where you're still kind of deciding what your four pillars are and you're kind of brainstorming, you're rebuilding your foundation in life, you're starting fresh, you're going through a pivot, and you're like, yeah, and I've actually, Lucy, like, I've actually been called to go back to church, or a friend invited me to their church, and I'm kind of scared because I didn't have a good experience growing up in my church, and I feel called, I feel a little bit anxious and a little bit um, scared to go back to church, like, what if I experience the same type of anxiety or also feeling judged in this brand new church, but I feel called because my friend is such a good person, and I want to radiate whatever you know they're radiating. Um, they're, they have this light about them. Or maybe you just feel called to pray, like out of the blue. Maybe you also feel called to go to the bookstore and to pick up a Bible and to do Bible study. You know, maybe you are Emma Stone. Maybe you are me. And you're just like, hmm, let me have a conversation with a priest today. You know, like we're all going through different seasons in life in our own journeys. And so this babble, full disclaimer before we get into it. I'm not going to be preaching about Jesus. I'm not going to be, this is not me trying to, to, um, what do you, what do I say? Convert you or to shun other types of practices or faiths. No, 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 no. I just want to share my spiritual journey. And if you are in a season where you're kind of just figuring things out and you feel lost and alone, because that's exactly how I felt when I started going back to church and, and reading all these books and kind of figuring out figuring out what my spiritual practices meant to me, um, I want to make sure that you don't feel alone in your journey as you're trying to rebuild that practice in this moment in, in time. I want to big I want to give a huge shout out to Kayla Nicholson over at the Coffee Talk podcast. I've talked about her many times, but when I was feeling lost last year, I stumbled upon one of her old episodes, which she talked about like spirituality and her practice. Um, so big shout out to her for that episode for really making us the community and her community in the talk, talk Coffee Talk um podcast um, feeling seen especially since when I was reading the comments I think I even commented on that video or her podcast episode where I was like thank you because this is exactly how I felt where I also felt lost in the church at one point in my life and I also felt lost as I was getting back to it as if like I was taught all the tools and and, and how to do these things and how to pray and how to do all these things 
But now that I'm kind of redoing it on my own, I kind of feel a little bit lost in how to do it on my own terms. I also want to give a big shout out to Alexandria Hurley. She's a new bookstagram girly. I also had an opportunity to talk to her over in the DMs. She is such a light, y'all. I love her. Go ahead and follow her if you're brand new. If you want to follow a Black content creator who's into books and who loves to read books, love her vibe, love her personality. Her and Shaughnessy, love, love, love. They always make me laugh so hard. But even though she's a bookstagram girly, she was sharing her story on, was it uh, YouTube? Yeah. And I was crying, y'all, because I felt it. Like, I was like, whatever you're saying, girl, that's exactly what happened to me. And I loved how she was able to share her own testimony about how, you know, her um, new journey into a new church kind of led her into the bookstagram community where now she's surrounded by like-minded women where she didn't have friends and so I loved how she was able to share that so shout out to both Kaylin Nicholson and Alexandra Hurley for giving me the encouragement and the empowerment to share my story with the Barbabel community today um in this episode we're gonna i i I had the intention of making seafood fried rice uh, because it was something that i i I recently whipped up but i thought you know what this is such a delicate and intimate topic and we're kind of like in the valentine's galentine's and lent season why don't we kind of slow things a little bit be in our loungewear be in our cozy nook and on the couch and kind of have a, a cup of hot cocoa with whipped cream on top how does it sound or peppermint tea i have been loving peppermint tea with dark chocolate at night y'all I feel like I'm a coastal grandmother like I feel like I you know that song by Taylor Swift sings about it and it's about like her house in Rhode Island what is it called American Dynasty I feel like that like I'm an American Dynasty (laughs) when I'm drinking peppermint tea and having a piece of dark chocolate so why don't we have something you know cozy whether that's a tea or hot cocoa with whipped cream or marshmallows it's kind of the couch and just talk about something intimate um which is basically my spiritual journey so in this episode we're going to be talking about what is spirituality my experience born and raised in a catholic environment going to catholic school uh feeling lost in the church and what where i am now um and for any of the foodie content if you want to share your hot chocolate concoction whether it's spiked or not make sure to follow me on social media and to tag me so that we can see what you are drinking or sipping on as we're talking about all things spirituality. So first things first, y'all. Let me tell y'all a story of how I started. So flashback to 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, I can imagine myself hating going to church. And I know hate is such a strong word. So I think the better word would be despise. Like I despise going to church, y'all. It's like middle school, high school version of me. No, like I just, just did not know that was not my thing, y'all. But flash forward to today and (laughs) I am excited to go to church. I'm excited for my Sundays. I'm excited to, to hear the word or to learn about what is the lesson that I need to take away in my spiritual practice. I'm excited to kind of journal about it, to read the Bible or to reflect and to pray and have my own time. I've been also using the prayer app every morning as part of like my morning routine. And so I think that version of me, maybe 13 year old version of me, or even 17 version of me would probably tell you that I'm on something. Like I probably was smoking something or I hit my head. If they were to ever find out and see that the future version of me, it has this spiritual practice or is back in the church. So why don't I take you to the beginning of time of how I grew up? So 
Like I mentioned, I grew up in a Catholic household. Uh, I also went to a Catholic school from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. In middle school, I switched schools and I went to an all-girls Catholic school. So from kindergarten, so that's about like what, five years old, all the way to 18 years old. It was Catholicism all year round, y'all. And like I mentioned, because I grew up in a Catholic household, we also went to church every Saturday or Sunday or every type of religious obligation day. Christmas, Christmas Eve, it was a tra tradition in my family to do midnight mass. And so that was always something that I grew up with as a family foundation and a family practice and a spiritual practice and a tradition. Growing up in elementary school, we had something called family life. I think once we got into like the preteen years, that was kind of like our version of sex ed and learning about family and about all of those intimate topics. Uh, we also, I remember even being given a Bible. There was a class where everyone was given a Bible and we were taught how to read a Bible, how to basically search for a verse and how to, you know, what does it mean in a technical way, not like in a spiritual way, but in a very technical way of like, okay, if somebody were to ask you, you know, how to search for Matthew or Luke or whatever it is, this is how you search for it. So that was, I remember that very vividly. As part of the curriculum, there was a lot of church-like activities, right? So we there was a lot of outreach and volunteer in order for us to have credits. Uh, even when I moved to a new school, that was part of graduation requirements or religious or religion class requirements. I remember being part of the choir, learning how to altar serve, being an altar server, which was so cringy that to even think about. I even remember like... Um, wrapping gifts for the homeless kids and homeless families, singing at a senior home or convalescent home, um, feeding the homeless, like doing so many different outreach programs that were all part of the church. We also had to attend church, y'all. So that was part of school because it was a Catholic school. It, there was a parish. And yep, that, that was part of our you know, our, our school system, like you, you could be like, okay, it's a church day. So we're going to cut classes short and you have to go to church with your class, um, families. And then on the weekends, obviously I would end up going to church with my own family. So it was church 24 seven in my mind. And that, I think that's why I kind of, when I got into high school, that's when I started to despise it because I felt like I was forced when I moved to the new school, even though it was a Catholic school, the majority of the girls in this high school and middle school, it's funny because they were not Catholic. I think a lot of them were Christian. A lot, like everyone believed in some sort of God, but it was weird how like we attended church and a lot of people didn't know how to attend a Catholic mass and to say the prayers. Um, and it was a very progressive high school in a way where we had religious classes, but it was not about Catholicism. We had a lot of world religion classes. We learned about Buddhism. We learned about Sikhism. We learned about, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing anything wrong. I remember going on a field trip and we actually went to a Sikh temple. We got to meet some Sikh priests and see a day in the life and how they worship, how they pray. We also got to eat with them and see what their diets were. There was a lot of vegan food and fruits. So it was a really good experience. Once I got into high school and being exposed to world religions and being around people and classmates and girls that were actually not Catholic, I think my mind kind of I've always been inquisitive where I was always asking questions. And, you know, when I'm inspired and I'm learning about Buddhism and, and all of these things, I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. And then kind of applying that to my faith and my practice. 
I was always kind of asking like, well, if they're doing that, how come we're not doing that? Or it's beautiful. I wish that we could do that. Or, you know, just, just, I started to think for myself in a way where I started to question a lot about my faith, about the religion, about Catholicism, about things in the Bible, about stories and just being human, right. And just being very inquisitive as a teenager, um, in the household that I grew up in, when I'm asking these questions to an elderly person, the reception that I got was more of like, you cannot be asking those questions. Because if you're asking those questions, that means that you're doubting the faith, you're doubting the religion, you're doubting Jesus. And that's a sin. And that's frowned upon. You just have to go to church, be quiet. And that's it. Like practice what, like, just pray. That's it. Like, why are you asking these questions? So I always felt like I was never, I never had the opportunity to really figure out my own faith and what it meant in a personal level I always felt like I was shunned I always felt like I was a black sheep and I always had anxiety going to church I always felt anxious even though I I uh, experienced social anxiety at that time like I just always felt like I was holding my breath in church for that one hour and going through the motions of the prayer and the pews and the singing and the standing up and the shaking of the hands and all and the communion and all of that right and but I, I was going through the motions but I was always holding my breath feeling like I'm suffocated like I'm being forced to go to this place where I don't understand and you know, if I, if I'm doing all these things, I have questions. Like I, I feel like some things are hypocritical and, you know, like if we're preaching about this, how come I see people in this specific church or even in family and friends doing this? Like, I don't understand. Again, I'm not trying to bash a certain church or faith. This is just my experience. So because of that experience, I always felt like I just didn't, I always felt anxious. I always felt like I was forced and I felt like it was almost like shoved down my throat. Like you have to be Catholic. It is wrong if you are not Catholic to worship anything other than that. Even if somebody else worships the same God as you is horrible. Like I just felt like that was kind of the reception that I was getting if I was asking certain questions about religion about faith about jesus about anything and i always felt like there was this hypocrisy about it right uh let me tell y'all about the story about this this lady judging me oh my god i can remember that day the way that she was looking at me and this is a catholic church y'all and this is the church where i was baptized at and at this church if you're catholic or not um there are there's like parish there's um People in the church where they want to volunteer, uh, parishioners where they can um, collect the donations, they could uh, read the the um, they could do the the readings like the reading one, reading two. They could be part of the choir. They could be an altar server, like as a participation of the church. And I remember I was being approached by somebody in the church saying, "Hey, uh, would you like to volunteer to bring the offerings today? We're looking for somebody," and I declined it. Mind you, because I, I was like, I want to, I don't want to, I just want to participate in the church. And I'm already like, nobody understood that I was already feeling anxious being there. This lady, this old, older lady who could be like an auntie of mine turns around and the way that she looked at me all she was shunning me. Like she's there on her knees praying and imagine like she stops her prayer because she overhears me saying, no, thank you. Um, you know pick somebody else. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody that wants to, to do the offering today. Um, you know, th- thank you. Thank you so much. 
And she turns around and she's literally looking at me with judging eyes as if like, how dare you? That is a sin. I was like, excuse me? Like, and again, I'm and again, because I'm very inquisitive, I'm just thinking to myself, aren't we in a place where we are taught not to judge each other? And yet you are literally on your knees, lady, and judging me for declining because I don't want to volunteer just to bring a basket to the altar. Like, what if I'm not feeling well? What if I just, I really just want to be in my prayer world? And there are so many people here that fight, like people fight in the back because it's this whole image thing that if they bring an offering or whatever it is, it's almost as if they're saved and they're better than everybody else. I'm just like, no, why are you judging me? So I will never forget that day. And when I turned 18 and I went to college out of state, but this is how you know that your girl despised and she was suffocated with her whole church and the religion and, and growing up in a Catholic environment was, you know, you're 18 years old and you're excited to go to school. You're excited to be on your own and out of state and, and freedom and maybe parties. Let me tell you how I wasn't even thinking about that. One of the first things I was thinking about was, yes, I don't get to go to church. That's a cue to y'all that you know I was I probably was really just suffocated in growing up in this environment where I was forced to do something that I just didn't understand and that I was so inquisitive that I, I had a lot of things on my mind and because I was taught different things in school it was almost like a hypocrisy where I would come home and go to church and I would see the opposite and I was just like what is this and and because I was questioning and because I would say no um I was looked like I was probably demonic to them or I was the black sheep of the family, the church, whatever. So imagine like you're 18, 19 years old and you're going away, you know, for school and the top things that you think about is I don't get to go to church. That's how y'all know that I just despise going to church. Fast forward, I'm in my mid-20s and I go through a breakup. And I don't know what it was. I think at that moment in time, I was kind of in this world where I wanted a sense of family and I wanted a sense of familiarity. And so obviously in my mind, I thought, what is something that my family did? Church. Uh, you know, going to midnight mass for Christmas and going to church every Sunday. That was something that I equated to my family. And in terms of like feeling that groundedness, feeling that familiarity, feeling kind of like that foundation that I didn't have. So I was like, okay, you know what? I think I, I'm going to go back to church, but at least I'm doing that in my own terms. So I'm in my mid-20s, and I'm still living in South Florida. And I remember going to church uh, for the first time in years and found this cute Spanish architecture-style church. Catholics uh, as well. Um, it was very cute, very beautiful. And it was a quick drive. And I don't know why, like, I, I can't remember why I ended up going late. I don't know if I did that on purpose or if I got the times wrong or if that mass, that initial mass was running late. I, I don't know why. So I, I arrived at this church and it's brand new to me. I dress up and the parking lot is filled, y'all. It's filled. And there was one parking space left. So I was like, okay, that's a sign that God wants me here. Okay, cool. So I park and I squeeze my 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 RAV4 in that little, little, little parking spot. 
and I finally enter through the back of the church and I'm feeling all the feels of anxiousness that I felt when I was in high school and I was like okay so I just felt as soon as I stepped into the church I felt like all eyes were on me and it was during communion if you know what that means if you're Catholic too and so people were you know getting up to receive communion and I sat in the back and I remember feeling really out of place feeling really anxious feeling as if people were judging me like how dare you come in late how who are you you're brand new you look you know um weird or different or like you're a new face and I remember I could not finish the mass even though it was a close to the end I probably was there five minutes and I went back to my car and I remember feeling as soon as I got into my car I could breathe so again all the anxiousness that I was feeling in high school where I was holding my breath it was almost like I it was like a triggering thing for me so I got into the car and I was I just had an, like an exhale and I started crying and I was like, sorry, God, I couldn't do it today, but at least I came. And I remember feeling really ashamed and feeling um, lost and all the feels, right? Where it's just like everything was coming back. Everything that I was feeling growing up, feeling that suffocate, like suffocating and feeling judged and feeling um, like I don't belong, feeling like the black sheep, it all came. But then I also felt a sense of peace, like I was on the right track. Like at least I went to church because I wanted to, not because somebody was forcing me to, not because people were shunning me or judging me. It was because it was on my terms. And I remember talking to like literally in the car, crying, like tears were streaming down my face. And I was like trying to like, um, to back up my rav for it. I'm like, I'm so sorry, God, I'm so sorry. And when I came home, I remember feeling a sense of peace and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it again. And I remember I went to the same church, but the church, they were doing a, a major renovation. So they were having their masses in the parish hall and I would go every single week. And this time I was on time. I would come five to 10 minutes before church. I would find a place where I felt comfortable and I would bring, you know, my offerings and uh, donations and I would sit there, dress up and just you know, attend church. And I would do that on a weekly basis. After church, I would do my solo dates and I would go out because I'm already dressed up looking cute and everything. And I would go to, you know, new locations too for a brunch and for lunch and for a coffee shop. And that was my solo dates. And, um, and that was something that was familiar to me that quote unquote felt at home because that was something that my family did that we that I did growing up going to church and going to eat after with your family that was something that was familiar at a time where I was I was urging for that sense of familiarity and so I continued to do that but I was just kind of going through the motions fast forward years later I moved to New York City and I moved to New York City and again, I feel called to have that sense of community, that feeling of home. And there was literally a Catholic church walking distance, which I love in New York City. Everything is walking distance three blocks away from me. So I could literally be at a church within seven minutes. And let me tell y'all, as soon as I entered this church, I didn't feel that sense of anxiety I did not feel a sense of judgment. It was almost as if I, it was like home. I almost felt like 
I grew up there as if it was something familiar from a past life, y'all. Like, I can't explain that. If that has happened to you, let me know. But I would go every Sunday. And I loved how, and it was a Catholic church as well. And it's funny how my experiences in going to so many different Catholic churches vary by the church, by the leader, by the priest, by the community. I grew up in, in a church where there was a lot of uh, judgment and a lot of people who were just, you know, saying like they're Catholic, they go to church, but they're not really practicing what they preach. Coming to this church, and I'm already in my late 20s, and uh, the priest, I, I love the priest because every church, every mass, he will say at the end of church, is there anybody new here visiting? And he will recite the same thing over and over. And he will say, well, if there's anybody new here, you're welcome. It doesn't matter if you're gay, if you're straight, if you are, no matter your, your sexual orientation, no matter your background, whether you are divorced, whether you don't even have to be Catholic. And he will say, you are welcome here. And he will personally welcome you. Like there has been random people from all over the world and people who are down the block who are not even Catholic and they will just sit there. And they are they feel welcome part of the church and every there, there's a sense of like belonging a sense of community and even like when i started going to church i felt like as if they recognized me like they're like hi how are you oh my gosh um welcome and they would like you know shake my hand and, and things like that i remember when there was a time when they were trying to um, ask donations or volunteers because they're they were trying to help this organization for people who are were incarcerated who were coming out of that or who had a bad past whether they turned to drugs and alcohol and then they went down a bad path and now they're out of that and they're in the church and they're trying to get their life together looking for jobs and let me tell y'all how that man went and told his story and nobody in the church, nobody in the church was judging him. When he was outside with his group and the organization and they were just, let me tell y'all how this is how this church is practicing what they preach. Nobody was like, oh my God, let me, let me hide my purse. Let me hide my kids because these people were in jail. No, it was as if whatever that they've done in their life, like the bad things, it's been erased and they have been welcomed home. People were donating to the charity. People were hugging them. I even went up to them because I was like, I didn't, I didn't feel any danger as a woman who, who knew that this person, you know, went up and talked about what they did in the past. I, I felt comfortable to talk to that man and to be like, thank you for sharing your story and to donate. And I really hope like wish you the best and finding your, your new home and your career and stuff like that. Like people were almost congratulating him like y'all that that image in my mind that was something where I'm like now this is my church this is the community that I've been looking for this is what I believe what is you know practicing what we preach in the bible and in school and what I've been learning all these years this is a sense of like what I've been learning all these years of not judging and loving you know your enemies or neighbors or the people that don't look like you or you know have had a bad past things like that I'm like oh my goodness I always felt at home y'all and so I kind of fell off the wagon I kind of felt robotic I just felt like I was attending just to attend I didn't really have a spiritual practice behind that I felt like I was back in time where I'm like okay I'm going just to go but I don't feel a sense of purpose behind it so I stopped going and then the pandemic happened so fast forward into maybe a year and a half later 
Oh, pause. This is how you know that this church was like, it has my heart. During the pandemic, the people who were volunteering、uh, or even that worked for the p- parish, they、um, called every single parishioner, every single parishioner personally, and left a message and said, Hey, I just wanted to check on you. How are you? Do you need anything? I know that we're going through weird times, but I'm just sending this is, you know, so and so from the church. If you need anything, we're here. Give us a call. I still have that voicemail saved to my phone, even if I've switched phones. I have that saved on my phone because that touched my heart. Y'all, I called that person back and I said, You tell me if you need anything, or you tell me, like I said, I'm, a, I'm in digital marketing. If there's any parishioner right now who has a small business that needs help, I'm offering my free services. Here is my work number, or here's my work information. Contact me if anybody needs help. Like, I felt empowered. I felt like I was part of something. That's how I was like, I love this community. I love this church. It took me a while to find my church because this was the complete opposite of the church that I grew up in, even though it was the same Catholic church. You know, fast forward to you know, the pandemic that happened and a year and a half later. So I fell off the wagon, right? I wasn't going to church. It's been a while. And, you know, The things were shut down for a, a very long time. And I don't know what, what was going on, y'all, l but I think I was just scrolling on YouTube and I was like, I was curious, are churches open? And I think St. Patrick's, that, that famous cathedral、um, in New York City, I stumbled upon how they were doing virtual masses. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let me tell y'all how my church popped up on my feed. And I was like, Y'all's are open. Y'all's ha- are still conducting virtual masses where it's live on YouTube. I didn't know about this, y'all. Like, why didn't you send me? Why didn't you call me? <laughs> like, I would, oh my goodness, when was this? And they've been doing that ever since the pandemic. And I had no idea. It's been almost a year and a half at this point. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I started going to church again, but virtually. Because I think they. At this point in time,、um, even if it was 2021, I think there were some churches that were still closed or they still had like a mask policy or、um, there was like a limited amount of, of people. Because when I, I, I moved to、um, I moved apartments, so I was kind of farther away from that church. And the church that was close to me, which was also a Catholic church, I've never seen that open. So I think it was like a church by church basis or, you know, case by case basis.、Um, so I was shocked. I was like, y'all have been open this entire time. And whenever I would log on, I would see that there's literally like four people. So I was like, okay, and masks. So I think they were limiting people. And that's why they continue to do the virtual、uh, masses. So every single Sunday, I would wake up and I would be in my PJs and I would have a cup of coffee and have my breakfast and I would turn it, put it on and I would have my journal. And it just felt like this personal date with God where I was like, wow, like I'm doing church, but in the comfort of my own home. And I have the opportunity to have my own space to reflect and to actually write it down. There were moments, there were really moments when I started going to church where I would pull out my phone because sometimes. The priest would say something and I would write it in my notes app. And I'm like, I hope people don't think that I'm 
texting or something like that, right? So I felt like I had more of the freedom to really reflect and be in my own world where I got to like have this private time in my own spiritual practice. And y'all, I loved that. I loved going to mass in my own cozy corner of my apartment, just having a cup of coffee with a notebook and really being able to reflect in that one hour and kind of having that moment to myself. And I carried that practice on up until the following year. So in 2022, I really prayed about my faith. That was something that, as you can see, it's wavered. It hasn't been consistent. And it was something that I really wanted to build on my foundation. So I was like, you know what, I really want to build on my foundation. So something that is a practicing habit of mine is to do a weekly mass. Did I fall off the wagon? Yeah. There were a lot of moments in time in that year where there were a lot of chaotic energy and a lot of moments uh, where I also was being pulled and I felt like, okay, uh, you know, if I can't attend mass or I just feel like I'm not in the zone, my mind isn't there, like I'm not mentally present, like I, I just felt like I was inconsistent, but I really was working on it. It's funny how whatever you pray for, whatever you wish for, you got to be careful because it's funny how life and the circumstances that have evolved since 2020 up until now, all of the hardship, all of the things that have happened behind the scenes, whether it's things in my family or things, you know, in my personal life has called me to increase my faith and to turn to prayer and to turn to a spiritual practice and that what ha- that's basically what led me to where I am today where I feel like that's an important missing pillar all this time where I never really had a spiritual practice so that's kind of like my story of you know how I grew up in the church and um you know how I you know felt lost how how I was judged and all of that Um, So I want to get into what is spirituality, right? So if this resonated with you so far, you must either have gotten kind of like your spiritual practice already, or you're kind of curious into diving back in. So I did research and according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, this is the definition. Something that is ecclesiastical law belongs to the church or to a cleric as such clergy. Sensitivity or attachment to religious values. The quality or state of being spiritual. Uh, in parentheses, related or joined in spirit. Uh, Second definition, according to the Oxford language, the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. And then I I found a third definition, and I really, really love this one. This is from uh, the Royal College of Psychiatrists. And so what is spirituality? And this is a personal exploration by Dr. Maya Spencer. And she says, the spiritual, uh, spirituality involves the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than myself, something more to being human than sensory experience, and that is the greater whole of which we are part is cosmic or divine in nature. Which one of these definitions resonates with you? Is it A, B, or C? Or is it all the above? So in kind of researching about spirituality, when I listened to that uh, Kayla Nicholson Coffee Talk podcast, and I also talked about this book called Conversations with God by Donald, uh, I forget, um, but uh, I will have it linked down below. But I had a different podcast talking about the top books of 2023. I stumbled upon that book at the beginning of last year because I was Emma Stone from Easy A where I was just like, okay, if I'm reading all these books about wellness, about you know finance and all of that, 
if I have a question about God, I might as well read the Bible or read something about spirituality. That book rocked my world, y'all, because whatever question that I had in high school that basically, you know, made me feel shunned for asking questions that a human asks about, for example, you know, if you exist, God, why are there bad things that are happening? If, you know, you know, why is sex bad if that's something that is needed to create it to procreate, right? You know, concepts about money. Uh, why do people think that money is, is evil and, and concepts about bad, about people doing bad things? And, you know, all of these things that I had questions about literally were in that book and it was answered. And so that rocked my world. And last year I got to do a lot of uh, spiritual healing in a sense where I read that book. It's, it's a series. So there's a volume book one, two, and three. I read one and three. Um, I even listened to a lot of audiobooks about spirituality and different practices. I listened to a lot of, um, my friend called me to the Bible app, that you version app. I, I've, I've turned to that. I also found a new church, which, which is a supplement to my New York church. Um, and I even got into Bible study where I purchased this notebook. It's a beautiful notebook called Every Sacred Sunday Journal. And it's basically a journal where it follows the Catholic masses. And so you have the Bible readings every single week. And on the second page, it's basically a blank page for you to reflect on the Bible readings and the message and anything that calls to mind in that week. And it basically just is a chance for you to journal, which is which is me. And so, you know, in, in kind of looking back now, it's amazing how it took me years. If you think about it, like I started going back to church in my mid twenties. And now that I'm in my early thirties, that took a long time to figure out like what spirituality means to me, what it doesn't mean to me. It, it, it's basically A, B, and C. It's all the above. It's part of kind of like what I believe in God, law, the universe, source, Jesus, um, you know, bringing kind of like a mixture of my Catholic upbringing, um, but obviously in, in my own way and in, in the way that, you know, I feel called to um, to practice and to preach and, and all of that. Um, and so that's kind of like what I've been working on in the past year is kind of like rebuilding my spiritual foundation. And in doing so, I realized that that was kind of like a missing component in building the foundation of my home, where at moments I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I didn't feel like I had a purpose in a certain uh, a career or in certain relationships because I didn't have a spiritual practice involved in any of you know the relationships that I had whether it was a relationship in with co-workers to my job to an identity to a place to people to family whatever that may be one thing that I want to share um about um something that that I feel called to share about like my spiritual journey um is have you ever thought about like the your your religion your faith your spiritual practice is a relationship and something that I learned from the conversations with God and my Bible study and kind of just in my own reflection is if you think about it, there's a love language for everything. I even had a podcast of the love language of marketing talking about, you know, how to use marketing as a love language and all of that for consumers, yada, yada, yada. But I, I realized that if your spiritual practice is so personal, right, 
there has to be some sort of love language. And so looking back, I realized the, the reason why I felt so suffocated, the reason why I it didn't resonate with me or I felt anxious was because it didn't resonate with my love language of who I was in middle school and high school or even in my 20s. I was forced to love a certain way in my faith because that didn't even resonate with me. We all have different love languages, right? Like if you think about it, like um, quality time, gifts, words of affirmation, and all of those rank differently for all of us. And it took me years to figure out what my love language is and what resonated with me in my faith and in my spiritual practice, whether that involves going to church, whether that involves prayer, whether that involves you know, angel numbers or just kind of like being in meditation, reflecting, uh, journaling, whatever that may be. And so final thoughts about that. As you can see, a spiritual journey, your spiritual practice, your faith, your religion, everything and all of the above is so personal. So if something doesn't resonate with you, if the church that you grew up in, just like mine, didn't resonate with you, it doesn't mean that all churches are bad. It doesn't mean that that faith, that practice, that person, that priest is bad, right? Um, it can just mean that you haven't found your church, your home, the the place that you know you feel called to go to go to, where you feel you're surrounded by like-minded people. It took me years in the making, and even when I started going to church on my own, and it's been many years later, I did fall off the bandwagon twice or a couple times where I was inconsistent and so it took me kind of like a trial and error to figure out like what worked for me maybe it was the location maybe it was also me maybe it had to do with like my mental capacity that I needed to heal in certain aspects of my life to go through a spiritual journey to also go through difficult moments through trials through tribulations to understand kind of like the circle of life and the circle of faith and what that meant to me and to arrive in a moment in time where I feel aligned where with my specific spiritual practice and my journey. So it took me years and it took me trial and error. It took me also courage to um, to venture out into something new and to, uh, to find a new church to also meet with other Christians and, and Christian girlies and to connect with other people um, and to and to also have the discernment to see if you know they are also you know like-minded and they also have the same values so it's a lot of trial and error so those are kind of like my final thoughts of my spiritual journey that as you can see it's not perfect it's a long time coming there are a lot of curves and pivots and and moments where I tried certain things, I tried something new and I put in effort and I had to see what really worked with me. I had to figure out like what was my love language and what resonated with me in my relationship to God, Jesus, spirit, universe, you know, insert whatever you believe in and what really resonated with me, you know, in the season of life. Um, and I know that sometimes there are seasons where we may not have the capacity to be, you know, full on church girlies. There might be a season where we need to focus on family and career. But in going back to the concept of our four pillars, I talked about this in a previous episode that we can't be doing all the things, right? Like just thinking about their spiritual practice can be a lot. It can be intimidating, especially if this is brand new to you. So think about like what is one non-negotiable habit, whether it's just praying. I've been doing uh, a 10-minute prayer through the Bible app in the morning as part of like my meditation, my devotions, instead of scrolling on social media, which I still kind of do to be fully honest. Um, 
but I dedicate that time so that I know that despite whatever happens, even if I cannot attend church physically in person, if I cannot do an outreach program, if I cannot physically volunteer, whatever that may be, at least I'm still building upon that spiritual practice through a 10-minute prayer, a 10-minute reflection, or a weekly reflection, journaling, whatever that may be. There may be times where I'm just, you know, like life calls different seasons and so if you're brand new to it and you're still trying to figure things out try to really figure out like what resonates with you right now and just think about like what you can do just step by step baby steps as you can see i started with going to church i started with you know implementing a journaling practice i then started you know reading and then i started doing the bible app and then i started doing bible study right like it can be a lot to the brain to the spirit to the mind to the soul to the body and so just think about one thing that you can do whether it can just be sitting and having a conversation with god in your own words not about like the prayers that you were taught to recite the rosary whatever that may be but just being like hey god hey g what's 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 popping up there you know just talking the way that you talk it's again going back to the concept of love, love languages it's something that should be personal it's your personal time that's between you and whatever you believe in universe god jesus source insert whatever it is you believe in so those are my final thoughts about my spiritual journey that i wanted to share with you today well, that's all for today, y'all. I know that we babbled a lot about all things spirituality. I don't know if this was a doozy for y'all. Maybe this was a lot. Maybe it was just too much to process. If so, take your time with it. Like, I just wanted to, I just felt called to share kind of like my story and my upbringing and how, you know, it took me a while to get to where I am today. And I still have a long way to go. Were there, are there going to be moments where I might fall off the bandwagon? I hope not. But I think that incorporating my non-negotiable habit, even even if it's like a 10 minute devotional once a week or or every single day i hope that that will keep me on track to make sure that i stay focused and i maintain that relationship that i have and that maintain that love language that i have with my own spiritual practice with my faith and with my religion and with what i believe and if you think about it that's that that's kind of like what makes it special right it's your own personal thing there's nothing like it in the world um so thanks so much for for kind of just chilling on the couch today with our hot cocoa or peppermint tea and our dark chocolate. I know that, you know, we are in the season of Lent. So if you do practice that, or if you are fasting or kind of like in prayer and meditation, if you're in a season of kind of just isolation right now, know that you're not alone. Like reach out to an online community. That's what I do. I work 100% virtual. So it's really hard for me to, to um, find, you know, the community. But I feel like once you uh, practice what you preach and once you kind of just keep focusing on like your habits it, it's kind of weird how these things just fall on your lap whether you know you connect with a person on instagram whether you connect with a follower whether you connect with somebody on the street in the grocery line or in the gas station whatever that may be like if you are just aligned with who you are your values it, it has nothing to do with religion if you just you know Focus on prayer, meditation, uh, whatever that may be. It's almost like you're attracting like-minded people. So if you're kind of feeling lost, like you're not alone. Like I felt lost and there will probably be moments where I still feel lost or feel like, what am I doing? Is this right? Is this wrong? Like, have I outgrown a certain phase in my life? I think that's absolutely normal. So if you're feeling lost and this episode was brought to you and you feel called to listen to it and you got something out of it, maybe that's, you know, your sign for from whatever that's out there watching over you saying like you know what you're definitely not alone and 
you know, this young lady, Lucy, and other people just like me on social media and even in the community, uh, we've had our own stories of feeling lost and feeling judged and feeling betrayed and finding our way back to our own spiritual practice with one step at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in today for sipping some tea and some hot cocoa. I hope that you are having a wonderful week so far. Make sure that you are subscribed to All Things Bar Babble. If this resonated with you or if you feel like this can resonate with another Bar Babble girly, tell a friend to bring a friend. Uh, we're here every Thursdays where we're going to be babbling, munching, munching, and cooking along every single Thursday. Make sure to follow me on threads and also on Instagram. Everything is linked down below. Everything that I mentioned in this episode is also linked down below from Kayla Nicholson to Alexandra Hurley to the Conversations with God book and also the Every Sacred Sunday's Journal. That's a woman-owned business and a small business, so I love supporting them as well, and it's a beautiful journal. Definitely worth the price. I think they're completely sold out of that specific journal because they launch once a year before advent season before like thanksgiving christmas season um but they do have wonderful other journals and beautiful artwork and other religious types of resources that you can look on their website so everything is linked down below whenever i mention something i always link it down below if this bar babble inspired you and you're brand new to the community welcome I always have a playlist down below if you want to check out and catch up on our other babbles. We do have branding babbles if you need help with building a brand or your business or getting yourself on a podcast. I do have a lot of uh, business and marketing and branding babbles linked down below in a complete playlist. I also had previous guests from women entrepreneurs talking about business and brands and wellness and everything in between. So if you want to check that out and listen to other guests that were on the show, I have a complete playlist down below. If you love the topics of self-development, spirituality, wellness, and everything in between, um, I also have a playlist dedicated to that. So if that's something that you want to you know, listen to and catch up on, whether, whether it's about goal setting, the four pillars that we've been talking about, how to get your shit together, how to start over intentionally, right? Like, what are the resources that I've been using? How do I basically stay on top of my shit? How do I, you know, how am I a multi-passionate woman and get shit done? Like, we, we talk about so much on this podcast. So if you're brand new and you're just catching up, we have a lot of resources. I've been doing this since the fall of 2020. So uh, we have a lot of resources that y'all can catch up on. So thanks so much for stu- for uh, stopping by and for tuning in. I can't wait till the for next week's babble. Till next time. <laughs>